What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 28 of the Amazon Hustle podcast, which is brought to you by the Amazon Hustle Academy. So I'm going to be real with you. You can spend a year fumbling around on YouTube and piece together a ragtag way of selling on Amazon, and you might actually be successful. But if you really want to take your Amazon business serious and take it to the next level, you should get some type of coaching or mentorship. The problem with coaching and mentorship is that it's so expensive. Not everybody has that much money to actually start selling on Amazon and to get the correct information. So what I did was I took all my information and I created the Amazon Hustle Academy, which is a membership site that gives you a full mentorship for a fraction of of the cost for just $100 you get the following you get one monthly one-on-one call with me you get access to me whenever you need help through the DM system on the membership site you get free mentor calls that I do every single week I do free sourcing parties with free leads that we go over and we break down how to look for products using seller amp and keeper you get a community of other Amazon sellers that you can network with and make friends with if you guys are interested in getting this membership for only $100 a month then make sure you go to the Amazon hustle Academy.com. Running an Amazon business is exactly what it sounds like. Of course, we all like to get onto the Amazon side of it and focus on sourcing and prepping and working with a VA and getting more sales and getting more replenishables. That is only one half of actually running an Amazon business. That's the Amazon side. But a lot of new Amazon sellers forget or don't actually understand that it's still another side of running an Amazon business, which is actually the business part of it. A lot of Amazon sellers don't worry about the business side of it, and that's one of the, the downfalls to when you see, like, have you ever seen somebody where you told them that you sell on Amazon and then they end up saying, oh, Amazon, selling on Amazon is a scam and it, you can't make no money? It's not because they weren't good at sourcing products or doing the Amazon side of it. it. It was because they weren't good at doing the business side of it. When you have an Amazon business, you are a business owner, you are an entrepreneur, and you have to focus on the business side. You have to be able to stay on track with your cost of business which includes your software your wi-fi if you have a warehouse or a storage unit you have to be on top of that you have to be able to manage the business side and that's where a lot of amazon sellers fall at and that's where they end up quitting amazon it's because they were good at the amazon side but they weren't good at the business side of course this is an amazon based podcast where we talk about how to source better how to get better at getting amazon sales and all that good stuff but I think a lot of people don't talk about the business side of it as much as they should. You are running a business and you have to be a business minded person to be able to run a business and to be able to make a profit from it. And you can't spend all your time just focusing in on sourcing. What's the best way to source? Is it manual sourcing or, or is it reverse sourcing or should you use tactical arbitrage or all these type of things? Yes, those things are important, but I think even more important is actually running a business. And when it comes to running a business, because think about it this way, most of us get into Amazon because we don't want to work our nine to five jobs and we want to have some type of income that we can kind of control on our own and be able to do our own thing. To actually reach that goal to where you're making a, a profit, you have to be good at business. So you have to be able to there's a saying you have to be able to work on your business and not work in your business and a lot of people get stuck into working in their business to where they just leave their nine to five job if they're able to get to that level and then they end up working 60 70 hour weeks on their amazon business which is not the goal you don't want to leave a 40 hour job to just have a 70 hour job so you have to be able to do what i like to call build sops and build systems uh, sop just means standard operating procedure so you need to be able to when you first of course when you first start out you're going to be the only one working in your business most of the time so this is the time where you need to be able to figure out what's the best way of sourcing and make it to where you can be able to explain it to any other person because at some point in time you're going to get to the point to where you are your time because when you first start out your time is going to be sourcing 
prepping and everything else that comes with running an Amazon business. But you're going to get to a point to where you don't have enough time to be able to do everything if you're scaling the right way. So you want to be able to build these systems when you first start out so that when you get to the point to where it doesn't make sense for you to actually be prepping because you could be using that time to be able to source or to do something else that brings more money into the business than just prepping items that you're able to teach somebody else how to do that. Whether that's working with a prep center or you hire somebody in-house like an employee or a family member or things like that, you have to have these systems set up to where you're able to teach this person how to actually do it to where it makes sense. Because even if you do get to the point to where you can hire somebody to do your prepping, which I always recommend, that's the first thing you outsource. If you don't have a system that that person can follow, you're just going to end up having somebody that you're teaching over and over and over and you're still working in the prepping part, which is not the goal. You want to be able to have that person be able to do the prepping. So you have to have some type of system. So I'm not going to take too much of your time because this episode is extra long compared to all my other episodes. It's like an hour and a half long. Um, let me know if you guys like the longer versions of the podcast or the shorter versions of the podcast. So in episode 28, we have Matt, who is also known as Krubes Flips. He's a pretty new Amazon seller but he's doing really good numbers and he also has experience in running other businesses so this episode is packed full of business tips that you can use to run your amazon business i really enjoyed talking to matt and i'm not going to talk too much because i just want to get into the episode so let's get into episode 28 of the amazon hustle podcast all right so matt can you let the people know exactly who you are and what it is that you do uh, I am, my name is Matt, but I go by crew flips on Instagram and Twitter, um, uh, and also discord. Uh, I am an Amazon seller, uh, do OA and RA right now. I'm about 70, 30, 70% OA and 30% retail arbitrage. Um, I started out flipping a couple of years ago doing, um, you know, uh, basically sneaker flips and, uh, some stuff from like Goodwill, uh, eBay and whatnot. And then using like Goat and StockX for like more hype stuff. I was in some cook groups, did some, you know, some of the typical sneaker stuff. And then, uh, yeah, and then I got into doing Amazon. Just uh, actually, I'm pretty new to Amazon. I started in September, but uh, my own store. But before then I was doing, uh, I was, I had a profit split with a guy, a friend of mine from uh, the East Coast. We were doing basically, I was basically sourcing for him. And then we were doing a 60-40 profit split and it was purely ra and and nike uh and so that's nice. how i got into it and just saw the progress and, and and process of doing it with him and then um i wanted to do it on my own so i'm still actually I, we still have a little partnership going on so i still occasionally go out when there's sales and and do a little product sourcing for him as well so just to pad the pockets a little bit until i'm you know getting enough profits on my end that i'm happy with it so it's good money so um, I think one of the things that we have in common is my whole reseller journey. It started with me selling shoes. Also, they were my personal yeah. shoes, but I used to collect Jordans. I had like 60 pair of Jordans and then it got right. to the point to where I didn't have a car any anymore, but my shoes were really, really nice. So I'm like, I can, either, <laughs> I can either sell some of these shoes and then buy a car or I can have a lot of shoes looking nice while I'm on a bus. So I decided, so I went on the internet, um, on, on, the, on the internet, I went on YouTube and put how to sell Jordans or online and the eBay came up and in like three days, I sold like 30 pair and made like $6,000. So I was like, okay, this is something. There's your car. Yeah. That, that, yeah it's a beer, that was, but yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. my, my car that I still, that I had that car for like the next two years, but um, it kind of cool. got my whole reselling 
mojo going because I'm like, oh, if this is possible, then what else can I do? So I started to find right. other other things. So what made you start or what what was the reasoning for you starting with eBay and shoes? Like how did that even come up? Um you know, I kind of, I've always been interested in making money online um, and uh, looking into different ways of doing it. Actually, a few years ago, before the pandemic, probably like actually four years ago, mm-hmm. my dad actually, who's, you know, he's retired, um, was looking to make a little added income. And I was visiting my folks and they wanted, he was showing me uh, people selling books on on Amazon. And he was trying to get into that. And that was sort of his idea to make a little extra money in retirement. He was going to start selling books. And so he, he paid for some small course, a couple hundred bucks to like learn from some course. And then he didn't do anything with it. So, you know, and I was like, you know, what happened with the book thing? And he's, oh, you know, I, I ran into the issue of, you know, I was finding, I guess he started looking at other products to oh, but I can't get ungated in this. I'm like, well, you didn't have to get an ungate for books, but you know, there was the big mystery of ungates back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but that sort of planted the seed in my head that that was something that, you know, people were obviously doing well. I wish I would have started it then, man. Like, cause the, you know, four years ago, the journey would have been a, a, a different thing today. A lot of people came up quite a bit in the last couple yeah. of years since the pandemic, but you know, um, you know, but that, that was what planted the seed in that. And then, um, when the pandemic kicked off, uh, my partner and I, she, we run a, we own a, uh, an eco-friendly cleaning company together and that pays the bills. It keeps the lights on, but we're not, you know, by any means, we're not, you know, banking on it. So it's just, it, it, it does what it needs to do. We're actually trying to scale that this year as well. But when the pandemic kicked off, everything kind of shut down. We lost a handful of clients that just didn't want cleaners coming into their house. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out ways to make additional, you know, money. And, um, and the, the, the flipping thing came back up, you know, I was, you know, sitting on YouTube, kind of same thing, looking, looking at ways to make money online, you know, following different people in the space. I had a run in with a guy, um, he's an inf- uh, kind of an influencer in the make money online space named uh, Kevin David. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Ke- yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know so I, have you, yeah, have so- you heard the, the um, latest news about Kevin and David? I just recently heard something like he's being uh, the IRS is going out to sue him for a lot of money. He took a bunch of his net worth. Million dollars. That's crazy. So yeah. it's crazy. This that I ran into him. I just watched videos from him. Like I said, I was looking at ways to make money online, and uh, you know he was like one of the first people I was sort of exposed to in the space. Like in like uh, what's his name, Ty Lopez, and different people, yeah. and that you know, and um, and I, I go down to this place in, in San Diego called uh, the Sunset Cliffs, and I see a dude sitting on his Lambo, you know, watching the sunset and I'm looking over and I'm with my lady and, and a couple of her family members were down there with us. And I'm like nudging my girl. I'm like, I think that's Kevin David. She goes, I don't know who the heck that is. You know, she doesn't watch any of this stuff. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go talk to him. And she was, you just gonna go up and walk up and talk to him. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know? So I, I turned around. I just kind of like, I was like, Hey Kevin, you know? And, and he's like, <laughs> look, he looks around like, who is it? You know? And I'm like, Kevin David, you know, he's like, <laughs> and I, I walk over and he's like, do I know you? You know, and I'm like, well, no, man. I mean, I've seen you on YouTube and, and, uh, you know, I followed, I've been following some of your content recently and, you know, I really appreciate some of the, the, the knowledge you're dropping. And, you know, I had some questions about my own, but I just was wondering if I could pick your brain for a second, you know, and he's, he's like, yeah, shoot, you know, so he's actually a really nice guy. Um, you know, I was just asking him questions about, you know, scaling a business and, and what he, what he does. And he was asking me about mine and the, the you know, like I said, it's an eco-friendly cleaning company. And he's, and one thing he dropped on me right then, he's like, instead of running a cleaning business, you should think about teaching others how to run a cleaning business. You know, that's, 
you know, and, and, and he's like, you know, if there's anyone else in the space who's doing programs and, and coaching, he's like, if you know how to do it, you know, your, your best bet to make money online is to teach other people how to do it. So that got the wheels turning a little bit too on that, on that level. Um, you know, he said, maybe I think the expression he said is doesn't matter where, you know, where your ladder is going, if it's on the wrong wall. And I kind of like took that and I was like, my ladder on the wrong wall, hmm. but it got me kind of thinking like, you know, out, like, how, you know, what can I do outside of what I'm doing? You know, try some other approaches. Uh, and then the, the, like they said, the pandemic just like kicked off and, and I got a little bit of unemployment money. You know, I was getting that government paycheck. So they were throwing, you know, the extra money at me. I was making more money without, you know, working than I was with my own business. You know, I was more, almost making what we were making from the cleaning company at the time. So I was like, this is crazy and I need to do something with it. So I started investing in, and I got into I got into the flips thing. I had a friend too, another little bit backstory. I had a friend years ago who, who, uh, he was a uh, really big in the sneakerhead space up in LA when I was living up there and he crushed it. And he was a little bit younger than me. You know, he was just out of high school and he was crushing, you know, easily doing five figures in high, at high, in high school, you know, all the time and flipping J's and, and different rare sneakers. But he was really plugged into that community too. And he kind of was just like, well, yeah, if you don't know people, it's not going to be something you can, you know, really kind of jump into. Cause I was always kind of trying to figure out how he was doing it. But right. You know, so that also, like, I mean, I just let me know that it was possible. Mm -hmm. But when I started doing the sneaker flips in the beginning, you know, I got into a cook group, started getting the, getting the ability to, to tag on to some bots. And I wasn't, I didn't pay for any botting software myself. I just was like using other people's botting and, and got like your slots on the bot, you know, and, and I was getting some stuff coming through and getting some wins and then also just doing it manual through sneakers. And then, you know, I had some, I made some money, but it wasn't great. I know if I would have probably stayed in it longer, uh, I probably could have done better at it and sort of compounded my, my, my profits. But uh, then all of a sudden, you know, I started getting the crypto bug. Uh -oh. So at the end of year one of the pandemic, uh, a friend of mine just gifted, he was doing so well. And this is like, this is like, you know, as the, the big boom in crypto was just about to like kick off. I got in just before it really launched at like towards the end of the first year of the pandemic. And, you know, he just gifted me. He was doing so well on trading. He's just like, here's a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin and something else. Just there's just to get you started. It was a big blessing. It just dropped a grand on me. I'm like, you must be doing well. So I took that, started investing. And then I was like, well, shoot, I should take some of this money from the sneaker thing. And so I, I just took all of what I made from the, the capital from sneakers and I put it all into crypto. Okay. Question, question. Yeah. Were you day trading or were you just investing? I was investing. I was doing a little bit of trading. I was trying to get my feet wet in it, but I wasn't going like super big with leverage or anything. Just okay. kind of like, you know, I was following different traders in the space and, and just kind of dabbling a little bit, playing mostly with my profits mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, and I, it, and again, I, at first, and then if you know anyone who day trades or, or they get first to get into it, you know, you have a few wins, you think you're a genius and then all of a sudden it turns around on you. you know, I was so a I was day trader for two and a half years before I started doing Amazon in the first oh, couple wow. of months, but I was doing Forex. Um, okay. I had that beginner's that beginner's luck and I'm like, oh yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to do. Then I had like mm -hmm. a full year of me just losing like damn near every trade. And then finally I got to the point where I was like, all right, I've been through the good. I've been through the bad. Let's really figure this out. And I actually became a good trader, but you can't do everything. You can't trade, do Amazon, do this, do that and do that. So I had, right. so I had to give up something. Right. You narrow, narrow the focus in and, and right. just kind of lock it into something. That's, Exactly. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of that, you know, and it's like I have been in the past of, 
spreading my chips too thin. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I want, there's a lot of things I'm interested in. Um, and I think that that's sort of like, that was the conclusion that hit me right around like, you know, middle of the bull run of crypto. I was like, okay, this is a great way to just invest. I could see the writing on the wall. I know this, this isn't going to last forever. I mean, I, I had enough friends in the space too, that were, that were are pretty smart about the, you know, they've been around since the last bull run in crypto. So they, you know, they were like, you know, this, this, you know, this isn't going to last. And when your grandmother's asking you how to trade butt corn, you better, you know, you better start figuring out how to sell and get out. And, you know, don't be too beholden to any like, you know, specific uh, uh, currencies and altcoins and whatnot. So sort of trading it out a little bit. So I were, immediately was like, okay, I, I got to figure out a, a business model that actually works. And I'm still, I still believe in crypto wholly, but, um, you know, I, I just saw the writing on the wall. So at that point, I was like, talking to my friend I, when I had first started in the sneaker space too, I'd connect with a bunch of people on Instagram. You know, I started just hitting dudes up and asking them how they were, you know, I was finding anybody with like a bunch of sneakers in their photos, you know, and mm -hmm. sending them a DM and being like, can I pick your brain for a second? And out of a bunch of people that I hit up, only one dude responded to me, one okay. cat from uh, Connecticut, you know, I mean, most were just like, yeah, with, you know, kind of gatekeeping a little bit. They're just like, yeah, whatever, dude. And, uh, but one cat hit, hit me back and was like, yeah, what do you want to know? And I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I got some questions. He's like, oh, let's hop on a zoom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like we are right now. We just started chopping it up first, you know, first time meeting was over a, a zoom call and we ended up finding out we had a lot in common. And, um, and, and he was like, yeah, why are you doing the hype sneaker thing, man? Like, why are you even trying to do the hype? He's like, I do, you know, everything I'm, I'm flipping dad shoes and, and, and crushing it. He's a, he's a seven figure seller, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, you know, I'm like, well, I like the heat. I like, you know, I like Jordans. And I like these like different like hype shoes. And, you know, I kind of like, it was fun. That, that thrill of it was fun for me. He's like, well, yeah, right. that's cool. But have fun being broke for a while. You know, I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's real. All right. And, so he was like, yeah, let me know if you want me to put you on with this. And I, and I could, I'll tell you anything you want to, you know, you want to know about Amazon and, and, and help you, you help you get started with it. If you want to get started. Okay. And I was so like, well, he was taking can... regular everyday dad Nikes and Pumas and like all that. And he was selling it on Amazon. Yeah. Did you know yeah. he was selling on Amazon at that point? Or did you just know he was moving a lot of, a lot of units? I just knew he was moving a lot of units when I first, when I first hit him up, I thought he was like a, another sneaker bot guy, okay. you know, cause I was just right. seeing photos on the, uh, on the gram with like, you know, Mighty stacks boxes. and stacks of those shoe boxes. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm thinking that's all heat and whatever. And he's like, he's like, no, those are monarchs. You know what I mean? So he's like, you know, so I'm like, how are you turning a profit off these? So he, he broke it down and then, you know, and he's like, I'll tell you what, like, I'll try to work something out. If you want to work for me for a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll work something out. And the first offer he made, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, he was just like, oh, you know, he'll pay me per unit kind of thing. And, you know, I mean, for someone else, maybe that makes sense. If you're in the space and you're just like, you know, you're looking for a little side cash, like, you know, a couple, few bucks per unit, that, that makes sense. But, you know, I, I was like, that's not lucrative enough for me to want to like invest my time and energy and gas. And so I just kind of continued on with what I was doing for a while, but we stayed in touch, you know, and, and, uh, and he, you know, hit me up again. Like, how's it going with the Jordans? You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's crabbing along. And he's like, all right. He's like, check it out, man. He's like, what if we worked out something a little bit better? Like I, I was talking to, he was talking to another friend in the space who had, you know, outsourced sourcing to some people. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I can work out a profit split with you that that'll work. And then the first thing he came up with was like a 30, 30, 70. And then I said, I renegotiated to a 40, 60. 
Okay. You know, a 60-40 split. So, and I was like, and then that made sense. Is this the guy that you was talking about before that you still kind of do something with him now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. was this, was this the first time you heard about Amazon since your father had went on his little book thing? Like this was the next time that Amazon was reintroduced to you? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that was the next thing. And so it kind of correlated with that, you know, and again, it just let me know, I'm like, okay, there's people out here really doing this. Um, you know, and of course the algorithm on YouTube starts to pick up. You start searching a few videos. Then I start seeing different people in the space and, you know, and, and then I started seeing miles uh, pop up a lot, you know, mm -hmm. clips from miles was constantly yeah. in my feed. And, um, so then, you know, as time went on, I'm making, I'm making some decent money. Uh, it's, and you know, it's still side hustle. And but... like you were going to Nike outlets to like get these shoes or yeah. like, and then you would yeah, send it directly to Amazon or you would send it to him. I was sending directly to Amazon. So I was doing the under prepping his and account. Yeah. Under his account. Exactly. Okay. He gave me, I mean, out of, for never having met someone, he put a lot of trust in me. Yeah. So, you know, he gave me, you had to have full uh, access, right? Full access and an unlimited, you know, an unlimited credit card. Oh, I damn. mean, he really, yeah, he could, I could have, I mean, he pretty much, he trusted me with the keys to the kingdom and, uh, which is still amazing. Shouts to arts, you know, Brandon arts. So that's my, that's my boy BRs. He's on, he's on the gram too. So, uh, he's not super active in the social media space though, but, um, but yeah, he was, he was the, 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 the catalyst that really drove things forward and the trust that he put in me, you know, and that was a big one. I think it was like, okay, if this kid can trust me to do this, like, why can't I trust myself to do it? You know, obviously right. like he, he's doing it and doing volume and doing a mass amount of units. So, you know, uh, I gotta start doing this. And he, he kept saying, he's like, yeah, man, like whenever you're ready to do it, like I, I'll be there in your corner, you know, if you have any questions to ask. So, you know, I was doing the RA thing a lot over the last summer, driving around a lot, putting a lot of wear and tear on my car, a lot of, you know, a lot of miles. And I don't know if you know, you're familiar with the gas prices have been astronomical in California. That mm -hmm. was killing part of my profits there. And uh, so towards the end of the summer is when I was like, you know, I think I need to figure something else out. And miles kept coming up in my feed, you know, and I was like, I, this kid is, you know, he's crushing it. 2021 you know? or 2022? This is, this is 22. Okay. Gotcha. End of the summer, 22. So I know there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of a time lapse there, a gap in that time frame. I mean, there was, again, I was bouncing back and forth, still doing the crypto, like investing and, and, and thinking I wanted to possibly move into that space, took some courses on, uh, on blockchain and like was getting certified and like blockchain and just kind of learning how, uh, you know, information and knowledge in that space. So right. still kind of doing that on the side, but all the while churning some retail. retail arbitrage for, for Brandon and then. Like I said, so at the end of the, the summer, um, September, August, September, another friend of mine was like, dude, I'm seeing you doing all these stuff with shoes. Like, what's up with that? So it's a friend, my, one of my good friends here in, in California, and he, he was an electrician. And he's like, dude, I'm so sick of doing this trade. I've been doing it for eight years. It's great money, but I'm killing myself. And I don't want to be doing this in my 40s. Like, how are you making money off sneakers? You know, and mm -hmm. I said, well, you know, I explained to him the, the, the split. And so we started talking and he, he's like, I'm about to get out of this. He was also in the crypto space as well. Before, um, wait, wait, hold on. Before you get to that story, let me ask you a couple yeah. of stories about you and Brandon. When you were, how long did you do this 60, 40 split with him before you opened up your store? Um, so kind of, so it's about a year and a half, okay. I guess. In that year and a about half, a like, what was like, how was it? Did you have like a spending limit or was it just as many shoes as you can find? Like, how was like, how was that working? As out? many as I could, you know, I, as many as I could get. Yeah. So if there was a sale running, I would go out, you know, 
three days, four days in a row, mm -hmm. and and sometimes do two to three outlets and run up like, you know, and I could do 25K in a week okay. um, sometimes. So I was doing a lot. And then the, what was really crushing me was the, the, the amount of prep I was doing, you know, and oh, doing yeah. these massive things prep of prep. Yourself. So did yeah. he give you- Well, so my lady would help too sometimes. Okay, nice, nice, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, a little help. <laughs> so when he was- um when he brought you on board, did he give you any type of training or did you take a course or like, how did you learn about sales rank and all this type of type of stuff? So that we would do, um, you know, I'd be on a call. I would just have him in, in, uh, in the earbuds while okay. I was in the outlet and scanning on, you know, we were using the scout, the scoutify app, you mm -hmm. know, it's before I had seller and I was just going and scanning with that. And, you know, and he just basically gave me, you know, his uh, criteria for, for BSR and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and sales volume and, and just kind of like, you know, and then he had just kind of his usual suspects too, like that he, you know, he, if he, if he got out before me, cause he's a few, he's on the East coast, he'd, he'd be out of sale three hours before I would, he right. hit me with a bunch of screenshots too. Like, look, be on the lookout for these. But a lot of times like it, it can kind of get redundant when, when you're doing RA, cause it's like a lot of the same stuff. Like, you right. know, you know, what works. So you're going for those, those over and over. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how we do it. And then like, you know, and, and you just be on call, you know, if I, if I had any questions uh, or if I found something I was curious about. It looked like it was profitable, but I wasn't quite sure. You know, I just hit him up and he'd jump on right away and just like, you know, walk me through it and just kind of, or we'd, we'd discuss it sometimes too. You'd be like, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't regularly go for that, but like, let's test buy it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll trust you on it. You seem like you have a good feeling on it based on what you're saying. And, you know, I'd have Keepa on my phone too, which is difficult to, to, to use Keepa while you're on your phone, but I would kind of check the app is so trash on the phone. Trash. When, you, it, when it like is. you hit that chart and then the whole thing go white. And you <laughs> turn it yeah. left. Oh my God. It is trash. Yeah, you're turning the phone yes. sideways and backwards yes. and trying to reset. Yeah, it was. Honestly, it, that's the reason why I came up with my new way of doing retail arbitrage that I'll just take pictures of the item and I'll go to like mm -hmm. a coffee shop or something like that and then just pull out my laptop and then spend like the next hour kind of does decide what I get and then go back to the store go to back. buy it. So you sort of pre-shop. Exactly. Yeah. Like pre yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, that makes right, sense. so, so now your friend who's the electrician, he's been doing it for eight years and he's like, bro, I'm tired of this shit. I need something different. Tell me about yeah. these shoes. How are you doing that? So I guess you explain that to him. Yeah, I did. And, and he was like, well, why aren't you doing it for yourself? And I said, you know, it's capital constraints. I know it takes a, you know, and I want to, if I'm going to jump into this, I want to be able to, to put a good amount of capital forward to really have a good launch. I don't want to, you know, I know guys can say you can start with a thousand dollars and, you know, but just the amount of time it takes to scale. And, you know, I got, I got kids, so, you know, I wanted to be able to scale quicker. So I was trying to, you know, stack a little on the side. And what was, kind of build up. What was, um, what was your number? What was your number? Like, this is a number that I want to start out with. Uh, 15. And was that your uh, cash or credit? Kit. So no. So what happened was, so he was like, how much do you need? And that, and that, so this is how this all transpired. He said, well, how okay. much do you need to get started? And I said, you know, we could start with 10 K. I would really like to start with 15 K. And he's like, well, check it out. I just sold all of my crypto and I have, uh, you know, I, I got out right before the dump. So there's a good, you know, I'm still doing pretty good. I'm still pretty flush and I can, I have enough aside for a living that I want to invest in something. So would you want to go into business with me? And I was like, you and know, this is, usually this I, is a good friend that you know for years, right? Yeah. I've known him for years and, and um, you know, there's some backstory there, but I won't go the, the whole thing, but he's one of like one, one of the few people I trust. I mean, I trust him even with my kids and, and like alone, like, you okay. know, I mean, it's one of those things. So uh, he's like a brother. I mean, I really say he's like, a, he's like family, but not um, actually closer than I am with some of my family. That's for sure. But uh, so, so uh, 
D Dylan is his name. So he was like, he's like, dude, like if you want to go in this thing, I'll throw my life savings at this. And I said, shit. All right. But you know, that's a lot of pressure on me to make it happen. But you know, uh, you know, uh, it, but I, but I believed in it wholeheartedly and he believed in me. And, um, and I said, dude, let's, let's okay, let's do this together. So we, we filed for an LLC, uh, almost immediately after having that conversation, I'm like, well, he's like, what's the first step? I'm like, we get, let's get an LLC. So we're, 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 we're bound by law in this. And we filed for an LLC in Wyoming and did like a foreign LLC set up there and opened our seller central account. And then, um, uh, and, and went immediately went to uh, East Bay and ordered tw- uh, ten pairs of socks from Nike. To get ungate. so that was our, to go for the for the Nike ungate. And, and it's funny because here's a little little funny part about that was when I was talking to, to my boy Brandon, he's like, you know, I, so you're starting your store, and I told him because I told him what was going on. He says, he's like, well, if you want to get ungated, like I know some ways to do it. And he was telling me like, oh, you can get like vetted from another seller account or some some stuff and you know i said oh i, I heard from a cat because i was out doing ra and i was talking to a dude who just started i said how'd you get ungated to nike to get started and he's like oh i just ordered 10 socks off of east bay and i said really because i was hearing it's so much more difficult than that and he's like no nah, dude just 10 socks off of east bay but when i told my boy brandon that he was like oh i don't think that's gonna work you know because he's been doing it for four years from the back, start you know so back when it was harder when it was harder right so yeah you know he hasn't you know been in the up to date with what's going on in the space, I guess, because again, he's not really active on the social media and what he's doing works. So he doesn't need to really be, you know, really yeah. taking in new stuff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Figuring out new stuff. So, so when I told him that he was like, Oh, good luck with it. You know, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. And then sure enough, you know, of course it worked um, immediately got the ungate with Nike. And then, so we started just buying Nike products right out the gate. And it was like, it was a couple of weeks in. And I said, to, I told my, 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 my partner, I said, dude, we should get a coach because that's, you know, I want to do OA. I don't want to be driving all the time. I don't want to be out. I want to be near my kids. And, uh, and I, and I like this guy, Miles, what he's saying, you know? So I, I and, um, and, uh, I trusted what, you know, I watched his videos. I thought he was, he was genuine. And, um, and so he's like, if you trust him, you think that guy's cool in the space, like, let's go for that. So we paid for miles coaching and jumped in and, le- and learned from, uh, uh, and did the flips for miles coaching. Every single week, I do a sourcing party for the members of the Amazon Hustle Academy. The Amazon Hustle Academy is my personal mentorship for my community. If you want to join that, you can go to the AmazonHustleAcademy.com. There's a thousand different reasons to why somebody can have more of the buy box than somebody else. Amazon has really never came out and said what, like, what's the criteria of who gets the buy box. But a lot of people smarter than me have, have figured out it has to do with how long you've been selling on Amazon how many items you have in stock with Amazon, um, your um, your review count, your uh, your account health. So the better all those things are, the more chances you're gonna have of the actual buy box percentage. After you got your LLC with Dylan, that's his name, right? Yeah. Um, Dylan. How, cause I know he saw you doing it with Brandon but how big of a believer was he like from like a scale of one to 10, how much was he like, I'm not really sure about this compared to like, all right, let's go full speed. That's a good question. He was, he was like a seven. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, it's hard. It, uh, you might tell me, you might say different. I think <laughs> he was a little hesitant, but what he was, he was telling me one thing, but I could sense a little bit of hesitancy on his end that, you know, there was a little fear there, like, what if this doesn't work? But I think, you know, but again, I think 
besides believing in Amazon, I think he just, he trusted me. He was like, dude, like you got, he, he sees where I'm at with my kids and having another business. And I think that sort of kind of inspired him to like, be like, if you can do this, like, you know, I think, I think it's possible. I don't think you can lead me down the wrong road, but he, you know, he didn't have enough knowledge or, or any sort of exposure to space to have a real judgment on how Amazon would work out. He was just basically taking my word for it. And, 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 and for the people that I had seen it, I was like, this model is crazy. I mean, having run another business and running like you know, with a, a professional services business, like I saw products or like product sales as being such a, uh, a more lucrative space and, and one that, that really is contingent upon how much effort you put in how much and how much capital you put in is how much you're going to get back in return. Uh, right. You know, it, it not, not as so simple as like put one in and get two out, but, but almost to that degree, you know, like with, with Amazon, I can see just, you know, the expression that gets used in the space, you feed the beast and, and it grows. And I've never seen any other industry that's like that. Um, you know, definitely brick and mortars don't do that. Um, you know, it, it, and it's, and it's solely reliant upon your efforts. So I like, I just, you know, I was real, I was willing to bet on myself just, you know, versus even just betting on FBA. Um, I was like, if I just do the work, then I know things will, you know, I can start churning. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of how I convinced him to, to, to kind of more believe in me. And it's been an interesting journey so far. You know, there's been hesitancy and fear. You know, we made some some buying mistakes out the gate. You know, we ran into some typical stuff when you're new. It's like, you know, doing OA, you, you get on sales and stuff that where prices tank on specific oh, yeah. items. Bro, but, I got 200 baby wipes sitting over here because I messed up and I usually sell the 15 in a pack, yeah. but these are the 50 in a pack. And for some reason, the 50 in the pack don't sell at all. So I got like 200 yeah. of them just sitting over there. So I still make mistakes and I've been doing it for like three years. I wanted to ask right. you about the dynamics between you and Dylan. Um, Dylan, like I'm saying it right, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I call him D, but yeah, Dylan. Okay. Well, then we could do D. That's even easier to remember. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> when you and D decided to go into business together, did you guys have delegated jobs that each person would do? Or was he like, I want to learn how to run the Amazon business, or I'm just going to be the benefactor, or I'm going to just do prepping, you do sourcing? Like, how did like how did that work out? That's a good question, because that was something that we, we definitely if I could go back and re start from the beginning with him, we would have laid out those expectations ahead of time, but we were kind of just flying by the seat of our pants. I think I had expectations over him wanting to really, you know, he was going to, I thought he was going to take the reins as far as studying and learning about the space. Like I was hungry for all the knowledge right. for it, but I think, you know, he, he didn't quite have the same drive at first to like learn everything uh and kind of dig it also you never had any entrepreneurial experience so i think that was what set us apart so our, our expectations were a little off balance and we didn't really pick lanes right, right. um but it's sort of naturally we we kind of fell into our roles a little bit and it, it, it didn't come without discourse and, and some discussion obviously um so you know at first like i think he kind of was thinking more benefactor and i was thinking more co-operator mm -hmm. um but as we've grown now as like a team, you know, we have our lanes, we've delegated, like, this is sort of like more, you know, what I, what I'm doing. I'm more, I'm more operations and hands-on. And then, and then I delegate a little bit um, towards him. And then he is more financial and, and balancing, you know, our cash flow management, learning about that, you know, he had better credit than me. So that was another thing, you know, so yeah. we're in the process of, of building that out. 
Um, I screwed up a few years back and tanked my credit. That's another story. Oh, yeah. but... I was there too. I'm just like, I still have like a couple of months left and then I'll have my credit fixed, but I messed yeah. up my credit when I was younger, buying shit that I didn't need to buy when I was younger. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did. You know, as a knucklehead. I, it's funny. I said, to, I, I was telling D like, cause he's a little bit nervous about building out, you know, taking out all this new credit, you know, and towards the business. And he's like, well, I've never really leverage credit for anything like that before he's like i've always had good credit i'm afraid of ruining it and i said listen man like i when i first when i was in my 20s i had great credit then i torched my credit then then i rebuilt my credit and torched it again mm -hmm. and i you know i had no no for, you know foresight of thinking i wouldn't really need it for anything besides getting into a place or you know i wasn't thinking about having a family i mean this is like i just i was i was an idiot and the arrogance and of youth you know yeah so uh <laughs> let know, me ask you a question a personal question. When you have sure. your LL, your LLC and you want to use business credit, is it still based off of your personal credit or is it like a whole new credit for it business? is still based off of personal credit? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they, they issued it through personal um, through through Dylan's personal credit. Um, okay. Mine was not not acceptable for the business line of credit. Um, so. So, yeah, that's that's sort of how it goes. But then I'm, I, and I'm not quite sure on how it works as far as like if you you know, if you file for bankruptcy through your, I'm like, I'm, that's what I thought the point of an LLC is, is if you file a bankruptcy through your LLC, the LLC goes bankrupt and, but you, and you but personally you don't. don't. Yes. Right. So, and, and that's sort of like what I explained to him too. I said, listen, like, I would be more concerned if I were you on the, you know, you putting your entire life savings and cash into this than ruining your credit. Like, and you're already, uh, you know, fully invested that way. So what's a little, like, a little credit score going to do? You know, besides just help us scale faster and grow. So, you know, that that concept sort of rang register with him. And he's like, OK, I feel a little less uh, afraid about doing this and, you know, and, and a little bit more confident. And so, yeah, we're, um, you know, we're, we're working all that out. Like I, I just a little bit to the, the whole back to what we're talking about with the different silos or, or figuring out what our roles are in the business. We kind of got trial by fire because, you know, we started right before Q4, essentially, like we were read right the Right, like when when this, when our products were first in the store, it was during the back to school run, you know. Right. So all the back to school sales were happening, and we were, you know, we just started signed up for Miles' program, so things were kind of moving, and we were just trying to get inventory in. And then, you know, Q four was coming up pretty quickly, so we're doing all the buying and trying to just build our build our ASINs and get as many ASINs spread out as possible. Um, but mostly at that time too, we were just focusing on sneakers, athletic apparel, apparel you know, comfortable kind of categories that we had known about and that we were ungated in. And then a little bit of toys. Like I was working on the toys on gates. And uh, and then what ended up happening is I did something that wasn't the nicest thing. I, I you know in hindsight I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done this, but I, I we went to the Midwest to visit my my lady's family mm -hmm. during the week after Black Friday. Okay. So that was a crunch time for FBM and, and we were already positioning ourselves to do a bunch of FBM. We had already ordered a bunch of products. Things were coming in. And I basically like, you know, and I, I preempted D about it. I was like, yo, I'm going to be gone for this period of time. It's one week. Like, I'm sorry to do this to you. I know it's like, it's going to be crunch time, but you know, I'm at least I'm not leaving the, the first week after it. And, and then I found out from people in the space are like, Oh no, the first week after is important to black Friday for all the buying. But it's the following week when it really gets crazy, you know, when all the, the sales start coming in and you're listing all these products. So I didn't think of that, you know, and it, it should have been an obvious one. But I, so I take off that week and I'm, you know, I tell, you know, I told Dylan, you know, 
call me where I'm, my phone's on 24 seven while I'm on vacation. Just, you know, if we need, you know, need me to do anything or I can help, you know, I, I'm, I'll be at the command center, you know, like, let me, let me know what I need to do and I'll hop on. And so, so he, uh, he's like, I got this, don't worry. And then, so the week kicks off that I'm gone and I'm looking at, I'm checking my, you know, my seller central, I'm checking the bars. I'm going, we haven't sold one thing MF. Oh, since we bought all these products and, and, and I'm talking to, to Brandon, I'm seeing other cats in the space. I'm hearing everybody in Miles group. Everyone's bragging about how much sales they got going on. You know, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter FBA is going off. And we're just like, Oh, Q4 is so crazy. And I'm going, what the hell's going on? What, why aren't we selling anything? And I knew I sourced good products. So I, I checked out some, like, I like, I'm like on Google, like what's going on I'm trying to, you know, search things. And, um, and, uh, I get a call from Dylan. He goes, Hey man, like my, I had my friend hop on and try to find our products on some of these listings, mm-hmm. you know, using, using the the software, using a seller app. He logged onto our seller app and he was looking at our listings and he goes, we're not in any, we're not on these listings. And I go, that's impossible. I go to SC, I see act, they're all active. All, all of them are green lit. So I'm like, what, what, why are my listings not showing up? So I started looking, dig, digging deeper into, you know, into the search engine and I come across on one of the seller central, you know, message boards, someone saying something about check your vacation settings. Oh, you had your vacation settings on. Yes. And I didn't set those. I think it, auto, I don't know if it was, we were new that Amazon just automatically sets parameters. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that in the space before. I don't know why it happened. Like we never manually set those. Yeah, I don't you do know, too much FBM, but I did do FBM. And I know when you create your FBM shipping template, maybe somehow it got cut on when you were doing that. Yeah. Might have left it toggled on or something yeah, exactly. like that. And I just over overlooked it. Exactly. So exactly. I didn't know that was going on though. So I go, you gotta be kidding me. I, of course I go over there and check it out. And there it is. We're set for like the month of December on vacation. So <laughs> I told I, I called up D. I'm like, dude, get ready. Because the floodgates are about to open, and he goes, "Oh, okay." As soon as I hit it on, we did like three thousand dollars in sales, like within six hours. It was just the the the, the, the phone was just yeah. you know, shipments coming in through SE, and he's like, "Dude," he starts calling me. He's freaking out. He's like, "I I, I got so many shipments all at once." I'm like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry to do this to you." You know, like you know, and so he's never really prepped all that stuff for that. So he we we're doing everything like I said, trial by fire. Just trying Let to get it all together. Question. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Cause D's not going to watch this unless you show him. Was this kind yeah. of a, was this kind <laughs> of a, I'm going to throw you into the pit so you can kind of raise up so you can kind of learn everything. So, and so in case something does happen like this again, I have full trust in, trust you, in you that you're going to do it, do that. You know what? I, it, I don't want to say intentionally it was that there was, I, I said, I mean, I jokingly said that before I left. I'm like, here you go, man. It's just baptism by fire. Like this is going to be exactly. your, you know, you, you're the shiner sink or swim in this one. But um, yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of that, but not like, I don't think I grasped the, the, the severity of that statement of what I would really be throwing him into, you know, right, like, right. I, it was so a- it just I worked was out say that, that it was a, that it was a happy bonus, but you didn't know it was going to be that much stuff. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. I didn't know how much, uh, how much uh, he'd have to be digging himself out of it, tra- it. It gave him the confidence that he could handle the store by himself, mm-hmm. you know, cause again, he, I, I was doing, I have, you know, the time and the space 
prepping, getting products ready, dealing with, you know, using inventory lab software efficiently, you know, being able to do those things, I, that would already become somewhat of a second nature to me where it was all brand new for him. He, he'd watched over my shoulder before and I'd show, like I'd have him sit at the computer when we would be prepping out a, a, a shipment and just kind of like helping him walking through the steps. And I mean, it's not that complex, but if you only do it a couple of times and then you're just thrown to the wolves like that, you know, it was, it was definitely yeah, an experience for him. And I know he was stressed out and, you know, and some mistakes got made, which was okay. Like, you know, I didn't really, here's a big one. And I made a, a Twitter thread. My first Twitter thread was about this. Like the main things I took away from, from, uh, you know, Q4 being a newbie in the space. And what I, one of the biggest ones was, you know, inventory management and tracking. We didn't realize, you know, besides the vacation settings being turned off, we didn't realize that I had some of the products I had sourced were RA um, from Nike. I had pre, I had on the, at, at the trunk of my car, I'm sorry, I'm getting all scattered on this, but at the trunk of my car, scanned some of these items in and listed them immediately, like after purchasing them, just like right through this, the, you know, the seller central app, I just scanned them in and forgot about it. So we double listed some of the items uh and one of those items was a high oh, like a super okay. volume item uh it was an, an, an item that oh, you sold only had like half the quantity i only had half the quantity exactly so this was crazy so basically you know i'm in inventory management i'm mean, going to keep track of where you, you know staying organized and keeping track of what you got especially when you're doing mf you know um uh that was a big lesson so he calls me he's like dude did we have 20 of these because i only have 10 here and I go, oh man. He's like, I thought you told me that you hadn't listed anything. And I'm like, I forgot that I did it. You know, I did it in passing on my way to another outlet. You know, and it just kind of just to see if they would sell. And did forgot. all of them? Did all of them sell? All oh 20? yeah, like that. Damn. Oh my gosh, yes. All like so within cancel ten of them. No. So this is what we did. So I was like, okay, we have up to three days to get this figured out. I mean, we even right. if we run into the it run into being late. So I sent him out. I said, dude, grab your boy uh, who can help you, his buddy David. And I said, just, just go immediately to the outlet, see if they have more of these call ahead, see if they have them and just grab as many as you can. I'm going to start calling outlets in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so it ended up working were out. You in, um, were you in Michigan at I'm, this time? I'm in Michigan at this time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on vacation where, with the family. Michigan? And it's a, uh, we were in um, just, just uh, north of Detroit. So an area okay, called um, from Holly. I'm from Detroit. I'm born and raised in Detroit. Okay. So, yeah. you know, so we're in a Holly, like Holly um, area, like uh, right, right below Flint. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I hope so, that you didn't uh, drink no water while you was over there. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know to stay away from the tap water in, okay. in, in Flint. Uh, we, we had bottled water. No, that's so horrible, man. What a crazy, crazy thing to happen that's in that terrible. poor city. Okay. Um, but, okay. Yeah. So, so D and his boy are in Cali going looking for stuff and you're in Michigan calling every everybody looking for stuff. Did yeah. y'all find it? So we found shoes? no. So I mean I guess like it's like they're they're backpacks. Okay. Um oh yeah. Backpacks. And if you're if you don't I, I won't say the I don't want to like burn the spot. I know a lot of people sell this backpack too, but it's one of the more popular ones you can get RA. Um and it sells like wildfire. So especially during the holidays and during the, the back in school. So, um, so anyway, yeah, but I, I did find some and he found some and it was just enough. We made it through with the backpacks and then 
a pair of sweatpants just like happened to slip through too. I was like, I don't remember even scanning those. He goes, dude, you're killing me. Another pair of thing, another item that I listed on my trunk of my car, like a, a, like a dummy and had forgotten about. So, so he's like, can you find these? And I think I, so I tried, you know, this is the middle of the holidays. You're not going to find NSW, you know, these are, I just can't tell what they're, the NSW, you know, black, you know, sweatpants and couldn't find them anywhere, not at any of the outlets, not a cold, like right? drove around. They're super popular, you know, yeah. I, in hindsight, I would have just stacked up like crazy on those, uh, OA, but you know, it is what it is. So, so that we ended up having to eat one cancellation. Um, and then a couple of those backpacks, we didn't get them out until late. Um, so, so we, we, our count health got very low. We were almost close to deactivation. We were literally like 2% away. Did you have the, the yellow bar at the top saying that? You, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yep, still have yep. that. It's, it's been a year since I sold FBM and I just got yep. rid of it. Well, not a year. Oh ago, my God. Six, 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 six months. And then I stopped doing FBM because I was still working at that time and I was only doing books, but I was getting like 30 to 40 orders a day and I was working 12 hours. So to come home and do 30 to 40, I, I just couldn't 30, 40 books. And yeah, I, I just couldn't yeah. do it. So I was like, once you do it too many times, Amazon will actually have somebody call you and be like, all right, we need to come up with a plan so that it doesn't happen again. So what are you going to do? And this lady knew me by name because it happened like three different times. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Her name was Sharon. I'm like, Sharon, I'm going to just stop doing FBM altogether, and then we won't have any problems. <laughs> that's my plan. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. So that that that's probably, yeah, that saved you in the long run. But you did FBM, you did to do it again this this Christmas, right? Or you said around no, the holidays? No, I you don't. Did? I'm oh, you so, no, I don't do any FBM. Honestly, I'm going to say mm -hmm. like this. If, because, but I mean, I do other other things. I do content creation. I do coaching. I, I do that thing. Right, you're busy, so, busy. So I don't have as much time to do that. But if Amazon was just FBM, I would not be on Amazon. I would just right. figure out something totally different. It's a lot of legwork. I mean, it really, I, I mean, I get it and I get it. I get it. Why like Brand, my, 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 my buddy, Brandon, he doesn't mess with it too much. He's like, you know, like very few items, just ones, you know, he's known over the years to do really well. And he'll just do it around, you know, Q4, like middle Q4 and that's it. But he stays away from it year round. Um, it's funny because after that little trial by fire, Dylan's been bit by the FBM bug. He's like, okay. oh, I want to do more of that. You know, he's like yeah. trying to just do like do more of that. And I'm like, oh no, no, let's let's get back to what we're what we're really trying to do, which is scale the FBA thing. Um, you know. But uh I yeah, was, man, it was over. Sorry, Go sorry. Ahead. I was gonna no ask worries. you after after that week of you being in Michigan and 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 Dylan kind of just learning as he's as he goes, did he talk to you about that after he came back? Like, I'm glad that it happened or it's good that it happened because now I feel more comfortable with this side of the business or was he like, what the fuck, dude? Um, so here's the funny part of the, here's the, here's the part of the story. That one week turned into a month. Oh, I shit. was only, I was only supposed to be gone for a week. I was gone for all the holiday because oh, our, our kids got sick. We ended up having to cancel the flight coming back. And then this blizzard, crazy South by Southwest airline thing went on and a bunch of flights were grounded. Price for tickets to, re to rebook skyrocketed. It would have cost us $2,000 just to book us both back a flight in that time during the holiday timeframe. And I'm like, I don't want to throw two grand at it. We we're staying at uh, one of her, like her mom's, my, my lady's mom's house. She has a house out there. So it's like, we have a place to stay. We weren't paying for hotels or anything like that. And I said, all right, well, just let's just ride this out. And I... <laughs> 
So I ordered a Rolo printer, uh, poly bags, uh, box. Oh. I went, went to Home Depot, picked up boxes. I'm like, I'm just going to run the business from out here. Then. Well, yeah. here. Instead of doing all right there, you know, I found the Nike out. I was pretty, like, where Holly's at, it's almost centrally located because they got, you know, down towards Flint, there's a Nike outlet center. There's one closer to Detroit. Mm -hmm. I had about three that I could drive to. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, I can just do RA while I'm here and, and just keep doing OA while I'm here. And I'll just have the OA stuff shipped to California. So, you know, um, so decompackage package it up and, and get it out. So, so we just sort of run the business, you know, that way. Um, and, you know, after the week of me, you know, he's like, how long are you, you going to be gone for? And I was like, it's now it's indefinite, you know? Right. So uh, he's like, wow. Okay. Like you really kind of shit the bed, but this one, you know, and I was like, yeah, I just, I did, man. I'm so sorry for this. Um, it got a little heated. I'm not going to lie. We got a little, like there was some miscommunication stuff, but that also was for the benefit of our business, like in our relationship. I was like, well, there you go. Like it shows that we can even get frustrated with each other. And then like work, we worked it out. We worked on our communication and that's what brought up the conversation when we started this about the expectations of who plays what role in this mm -hmm. and what those roles are and being very clear about those moving forward. And that way, you know, and the, the, there's little overlap and we just know that we're, we're fulfilling our roles correctly. And, and that, that's helped, helped us also focus on what our SOPs are going to be for the year to come. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in the, the cockpit as far as building those out um, and, and kind of, you know, utilizing different pieces of software to organize us and get us kind of like, you know, as a, as, as clean of a ship as possible. So we're, we're sailing smooth. So, you know, that's it was, it, again, it, it worked out. That's mm. something that I've been working on. I wish I would have did that a lot earlier, but it's, mm -hmm. I say, I wish I would have did it a lot earlier, but I think it's kind of hard to make SOPs and um, standards about something that you've never done before. So you kind of have to go through that fumbling right. around, figuring out what doesn't work and make mistakes. Then you can actually set up a system to be able to teach Absolutely. the other people. But now I'm at the point now to where, they always say you want to work on your Amazon business and not in your Amazon business. But I believe that for the first couple of years, you have to work in your Amazon business because you have to learn sure. how everything works and then you can start working on it. And that's where you start building SOPs. So my question for you is now that you're into building systems and SOPs, are you doing this in hopes or not in hopes, but in plans of kind of outsourcing some of the things or maybe bringing in employees? Yes. Uh, that's, that's the plan. Um, uh, I'm focused right now on just really getting solid with our, with, with a few of our sourcing strategies, building SOPs around those before I pass those off to a VA, um, and start hiring a couple of VAs. Uh, but first I want to get a prep center in place. I'm talking, I'm in conversation and with a couple of different prep centers, feeling them out, talking to other people that are using prep centers and getting some, you know, personal references and, you know, referrals of ones they like. Uh, you know, obviously checking prices and seeing what works best for us. Uh, and I'm willing to lose, you know, a part of our margin just, just to, to outsource that right away. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what's up? I would just say, cause yeah, you'll probably lose on the um, prepping, but then that gives you more time that you and D can spend on, on sourcing. You can make up. Sourcing, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's leveraging that. And, and um, you know, it's it, the working in the business versus on the business. Like, uh, we learned that from my cleaning company, you know, I learned that a couple of years ago, you know, the, I, I, for a while I was, I couldn't not work in the business. So I was, even though we had some cleaners, I was still out there cleaning houses myself, scrubbing toilets on my knees, doing that work and hating it. And I <laughs> suck at cleaning too, to, by the way. 
but I was just doing it because I had to get done. And, mm -hmm. you know, and another person in this, you know, in that space was like, the sooner you can get out of that, the better off you're going to be. And I couldn't, like, at first I was like, well, that's going to cost us, you know, the, the man hours and the money that it would take to hire someone else to do what I do. And no one's going to clean the way I'm doing it. And, and, you know, and the trusting that our teams could actually handle it. It was, it was, that was something for me to wrap my head around because I was so used to just being so hands-on with it. But I set a date and I said, okay, by this time, and it was only a couple months ahead. I said, by, by May 1st of that year, I was like, I'm out of field. I'm not, I'm not going to scrub another toilet. I'm good. You know, like I'm going to make it work no matter what. And so, you know, and, but that was the phrase that kept playing over. Like the sooner you can work in the business versus, you know, the sooner you can work on the business versus in the business, the, the bigger your business can grow you know, and you move more into those the operations and, and, and he categorized what those things were, you know, in the business is anything that you'd have to do redundantly, you know, any sort of like, you know, like for instance, in FBA or, you know, in, in, this, in Amazon, it's, it's just source, sourcing is redundant. It's, can, it's one of the more boring things that you do. It can be fun too, but I think, you know, that hunt and the grind of, of just spending time, you know, doing, if you're supposed to be doing manual, just going through page after page and, using certain tools and resources to get that accomplished faster, but still like that's the grind and getting good at doing that in the business will only make you better once you step out and work on the business. And then obviously, yeah, and it makes sense. You didn't pass that skill and that system on to a VA and they're going to multiply your, your numbers. Um, and, and just like you said, freeing up that time, leveraging your time, you know, to, 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 to build out other things and, and focus, you know, on the, the overall picture because uh, when you're so when you're in it all the time you it's kind of hard to get big picture you're, you're focused constantly on the day-to-day -day, the granular and then you know being able to step back you kind of like you know when you're in it you, you lose sight of all the other moving pieces so i think that the quicker we can do that the the the, the faster we'll be able to scale and, and and it's obvious that that's how that works for most people i mean this is just following what others say in the space and Lewis Moore the third. what can I say, the man's a genius. He's taking my game to new heights. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be where I'm at. Lewis, your mentorship these past four weeks, I am well, well on my way with my Amazon business. Thank you for laying the proper foundation for me. What up though, everybody? My name is Perry. Lewis walked me through point A to point Z from forcing the products to packaging them up and getting them ready to ship to Amazon all the way up until last night to where I made my first sale. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. So, you know, first it's a prep center and then a couple of VAs on the way. Um, I have, I do have people like we have VAs for my cleaning company that are in the Philippines, you know, they what, handle what a lot. That we, what does the VA do? They uh, toilets, right? No, no, they <laughs> <laughs> virtual toilet clean. That'd be great. If we could, you know, if I could just, like a little uh, robot you know, or something. I was going to plug them into an AI on a robot. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that's probably what's coming next. Uh, you know, uh, but now so they do like uh, customer service aspects. They handle delegating stuff to our cleaners. Okay. So oper they handle some of the uh, delegating operations to them. Um, questions oh. they may have, okay. um, you know, instead of, you know, it was constantly like uh, my partner and I, like our, you know, be constantly dealing with emails and text messages and they'd be at a client's house asking questions. Right. And it was just like, we just filtered that through our VA. They, she knows what to do. She knows what to say. Um, if it, it's anything that's really difficult or she doesn't have the answer for, then she can reach out to us. And it just sort of gives us a little bit of a buffer in she's, between our she's team. Like you're a, you're a blocker. She just keeps the yeah. like the um the zone open for you. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. She's working as our as, as our line, uh, and and we try not to make her the total bottleneck point for the entire business because that would be unfair, obviously, to put it all on somebody. But just those general SOPs and things that are just again the day to day regular stuff that constantly goes on, she can just handle all that, and she's great. Um, she does a great job, and um, you know, and then also she's you know handles scanning the emails and that sort of thing, uh, and then also not really customer service, but customer questions and concerns. So it's more, I guess it is customer service, but she's not like, like dealing with sales calls or anything like that. That's still on us. Um, right. We haven't delegated that out yet, but that, but anyway, that gave me too the, the mind of how efficient having a VA is, you know, that's, okay. that's yep. uh, how, how effective they can be for your business. That's, you know, obviously get a good one and one you can trust. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan to scale in this year. Um, is to pull on those VAs and, uh, and, and start really building it out. Um, I mean, that's yeah, a love long way. Yeah. You have your cleaning business that you partner with somebody and now you have your Amazon business that you're partnering with somebody. Um, what is it about having a partner that like kind of speaks to you? Is it that like, cause like, I know like, cause like you're the first one that I've heard that have that Amazon minus, um, Amazon lit because it's um them two that do it together. So like, what do you think the difference is with having a partner doing a, a business and then doing it being a solopreneur? So this is kind of an interesting answer. It's a good question too. But um, for me, I was told by a businessman a long time ago, someone I really respect. They say never spend your own money when starting yes. a business. <laughs> so. so there's the benefits of having a partner. Um, you know, I've not had to spend any of my own capital. So it is low risk for me at the end. If this thing tanks, you know, not that that's what I want. And I know like that almost sounds a little dickish. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, like, like you want me to cut that out, bro? No. Yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, I, 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 it's, it's, it's facts. Like I, you know, I, I have very little risk involved with starting this as an entrepreneur. Um, uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't pressure. I don't, like, again, I, like I said earlier, I still have someone's life savings and their livelihood as the on my back as pressure. And that almost maybe motivates me more because if it was, if it was my capital, I might be a little easier on myself. I don't know. I don't know for yeah, sure. Uh, you know, just that pressure. But I get that he put his life savings or his savings in there now, but he should be kind of whole soon. Right. I'm not trying to be yeah. in your business, but like, like you can't keep holding like that. He put his life savings in there because like y'all are making making money. So I'm, I'm right. Sure so have some... you can go. So our agreement on the first year, I mean, he could be if he wanted to pull out like what he put in. Now he could, but we're churning. You know, everything yeah. is just going right back in. And right. he said he was like, I don't want to talk. Like I've been trying to encourage him to take profits just to start kind of building that back. And he's like, no, I'm in for at least the first year. Let's just turn every bit of profit right back into the nice. business. Nice. And luckily, since I'm flush with my own business or, or comfortable, uh, flush might be a little bit generous <laughs> of a term, but <laughs> I'm comfortable with what, you know, what I'm making right now that I don't have to like, I'm not pressuring to take profits either. So right. we can just keep compounding that and go back in. And and that's that's the goal for the first year. I keep trying to convince him. I'm like, dude, just take a little bit of profit, so you just feel like you got something back out. He's just like, no, nope, no, I'm in. I'm in it to win it. So smart. And that's man. great, you know. Smart man. Yeah. That's something that I tell all my students. Like, if you really have a goal of being a six figure seller or doing a hundred thousand a month or what, what, whatever it looks, whatever success looks like for you, 
you're not going to get that every time you get a payment, you're taking your wife out to dinner or you're going on vacation or you're buying new shoes or doing that. Keep that money and just keep turning it and keep, and even if you can invest a little bit more on top of that, if you don't have credit, then just keep doing it and let it go for a year, two years, if you can, because yeah. where you're, because where you're going to be at, if you just keep turning that over, it's way further than where you would be at. Just if you took out profits every month. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it compounds so drastically, you know, once you get past a certain, you know, uh, you know, you get enough, you get enough buying power and you have a certain uh, buying criteria and goals, like buying goal for the, your, your days, let alone your months. You know, I mean, it's simple math, you know, if you're putting out 35 to 38 K and buying a month, you're going to be hitting 10, you know, as long as your margins, you're, of course, you're buying good data, you're buying good products, you know, you're going to be making 10 K in profit a month. You, or you should be at least if you're mm-hmm. buying correctly, you know, pretty quick. So getting to that that place where you can spend out thirty five to thirty eight grand a month, you know that that's that's going to make all the difference in the world. And the quicker you can do that, the, you know, then it's that's what funny. you should do. I mean, that's your goal. It's funny that you bring that up because one of the biggest questions I get from new people who don't really know that much about Amazon or that much about business, they always because when you talk to people, you have to kind of. How do I put this? Because I don't want to sound like a dick either, but you kind of not have to dumb it down to them, but you kind of have to make it to where it's personal to them. Like how much money do you need each month or how much Mm. money do you want? Blah, blah, blah. But the overall Mm. question answer that I get is I would like to make $10,000 profit. How is that possible? And then I would say, yeah, if you want to be making $10,000 profit, then you probably got to be spending between 30 to 35,000 a month to be Mm. able to do that. And then you could just break it down. If you have a 15% profit or a 12% profit, like that's how you break it down. Like there's no guessing in it. You just have to spend money to make, to make money. That's like my saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Simple percentages. Right. I mean, that's it. You just, yeah. I get, I hear that same question too. That's the, that's, and I think it's like a common one for anyone who's just kind of, how much am I gonna make if I, you know, and how quickly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quickly. Know. That's the next it's thing. Like, yeah, and how quickly? Well, you know, it, it doesn't. Like you said, I mean, a, give it a year to two. That's that, that's that's facts. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people come into it with unreasonable expectations, where they think, oh, I mean, in three months, I'm gonna be, a, you know, a six figure seller. It's like, and some guys do. I mean, if you have the power. You come out the gate swinging for the, the fences. The credit to do it, then definitely. But yeah, you got the clout, then you can do it. Like I'm, you know, and I think it right in the right on the gate. I mean, my expectations were a little a little skewed too, coming from working with Brandon. Like I thought it might be a little easier out the gate, uh, and I was comparing myself to other sellers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've spoke on this in uh, uh, in some of your content that I've seen is like uh the the comparing like comparing your oh, yeah. success to other sellers' success. Uh, yeah. And that can be frustrating, you know, that's one of the worst things you can do in any business or just in life in general is the comparison game, you know, um, you know, you're going to scale at the rate that you scale at, you're going to learn and acquire the knowledge at the pace that you learn at, and it's no better or worse than anyone else. It's just at different times. And, you know, um, and some people have more affordance of them right out the gate. You know, if you've got more, you've got more credit afforded to you, you have more capital that you can throw at it, then you're going to obviously move quicker. Um, but some of those people too, they get into it with a lot of capital. And I've seen this happen. Uh, you know, they make a lot of costly mistakes. So it's almost more beneficial to start out with a smaller, you know, a, a decent chunk, but not something so so huge. So you can really learn Amazon and you can learn how things go. And I, I really gathered that for myself of like, okay, like, like we were talking about with Q4, like I wouldn't have been able to learn those little things and those things that were would be SOPs moving down the road 
had I not experienced it and experienced the mistakes and the, you know, and the, 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 the slaps on the wrist and the, you know, the raps on the knuckles. It's just like, you know, and luckily that's all they were. They weren't like getting knocked on the head, right, you know, right. and being out of the fight. It was just like a little, little, you know, some battle scars that we can learn from and move and move forward. Uh, and that only comes from experience, you know? So I can't imagine it. Like, if I had come at this with just a hundred K to burn, I might've been way overconfident. I would have made some even bigger mistakes with inventory and who knows, I could have bankrupt us right out the gate, you know? So that is those, that's two things I want to talk about. The The first thing is no matter what the amount is, somebody comes to me that they say that they want to, cause I've had people say, Oh, I got 20,000 credit that I can use, or I got my life savings, which is 15,000. And you were different cause you have branding. So you kind of had the process of it before. Yeah, yeah. So, so that mm -hmm. is that, but brand new people, I say, don't start with more than 2000. Even if you have a 30,000, start with 2000, let's find you 10 to 15 products. Then you do some test buys. We figure out what sales and what you like to actually sell then we then we can take some more of that money and put it in there but it doesn't help if you put this whole twenty thousand in there and you spend ten thousand on one product and that product tanks that doesn't help any anybody and this isn't right. a race anyway this is something that you want to do for years to come so why are you so in yeah. such a rush to put all this money in there so it's I, a marathon man it's, i want yeah. to ask you you decided to start your amazon business in the most hectic time of the whole year with Q4 and you weren't and like you were going straight for the popular Q4 item. So do you think that helped you for the future doing it? Like just jumping in hot like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got another, another friend of mine is in space. You know, he likes these things correction. Uh, let your runner like it's like a, and it's used in stocks and stuff you know let your runners run, run and cut your losers loose yeah you know let your runners run and cut your losers loose early you know like i definitely picked up on items that i know i'm going to be replenishing. i'll probably start building q4 uh, inventory up around back to school next year that's my plan for next year just start right. stacking that looking for those items that i know are going to pop in winter i'm already you know i got all the ungates and all the toy brands that i know that i'm going to be selling and seeing what you know, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't definitely prepares for like I can't wait for Q4 next year. I just know that, you know, and I'm sure there'll be more to learn on that next time when we have more, you know, we have uh larger inventory, more 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 spent, uh, you know, uh, and see what you know what actually happens and transpires then. I'm sure there'll be more. Obviously there's always been something to learn, but but I'm looking forward to that, knowing that I, I I'm I'm armed with some information and some knowledge now, and 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 confidence too, in what we're gonna actually, you know, how we're gonna perform. So, you know, it'll make it'll make the buying season a little bit more tasty, and and I know to go heavier in certain things, and mm -hmm. you know, we've actually sort of we like I I started expanding too, like my focus at first and learning from like Miles coaching and stuff was like kind of stick with the categories that you're comfortable with, you know to get your feet wet. And that was mostly, you know, you know, Nike products, you know, we're selling New Balance, Adidas, Under Armour. Um, and those were things that I was comfortable with, but in seeing, you know, the, the potential in going wide, especially as the space of OA is growing because it's becoming a very popular thing uh, for a lot of people coming into the space. Uh, and a lot of people are looking at the low hanging fruit which is you know the those easy on gates and the and the, the, the nike and all that stuff and yeah. and that's why everyone's compl everyone complains about the, the nike price tanking and you know and there's still money to be made in nike don't get me wrong but we start you know for everyone's looking at these major major retailers 
going wider, looking outside of the peripheral and seeing, you know, kind of looking horizontally at everything and saying, okay, what about, you know, what about health and beauty? What about grocery and gourmet foods? Like, and now I'm starting to find products doing uh, reverse sourcing in those categories that are just, those, those are uh, blue oceans. You know, there, there, there's some stuff there that I know I can replan year round. Found a couple of those really solid replans that I'm looking forward to really going heavy on, especially in the, in the Q4. I mean, the way I see it is I am kind of different. Well, not different, but I just, bro, I sell toilet bowl cleaner, baby wipes, cereal, and I sell yeah. 50 of those a day. And I just, I'm big on going, first off, going wide, not deep for anybody that doesn't know. I'm not going to go find some baby wipes and buy 3,000 of those. I'll rather have 20 different ASINs that I have two to 300 of, of those items. So in case a product tanks or a listing gets deleted, it's not the end of the world because I got 20 other that are doing right. it. But I do like coming from the eBay because I got really big into eBay doing thrifting and like all that. So I do like to go redo retail arbitrage and find and find those sales that have 80% ROI, 90% ROI. But the, to do me, you I still think, do eBay? So, no, I, I stopped. Um, I stopped yeah. doing eBay when I got really heavy into the books with Amazon because it was just too mm. much trying to do thrifting and that. Like I said, you can't play baseball, football, and basketball at the same right. time. Um, but I did like I eBay, mean. but I just like I just fell in love with Amazon because I'm such a system type of person that I don't have to think mm. when it when it comes to Amazon. I have my rules. If it's if it's yes, I buy. If it's no, I don't buy. And I just like that a lot. Can I ask you? Were you did you always know that about yourself that you were a systems guy or did you pick that up from military or like? Honestly, no, I was always the dude like when I was like, even when you see like, I was never like a school person, but even when you see my notes, like I remember my teachers telling me how detailed they are and I would have different columns and things like mm. that. Like, like I'm always like, always thinking in like systems type of things. That's just something that just comes from me. The um, military did help me with my discipline. So now with my mm. discipline and being systematic, Systematic. it's it's like perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a lethal threat. That's a that's a winning combo. It is. Know, Bro, we've been going for like an hour. I don't want to keep you forever, but I do want to ask you no, a couple more more questions. Um mm-hmm. my thing, I wanted to ask you about coaching. I want to ask you mm-hmm. your opinion on coaching because you worked with Brandon and I would see him as sort of a mentor for you. And he, he kind of showed you that, but then you still were willing to invest into your education to get with Miles and learn his system and do all that things. So how do you feel about coaching? Uh, it's definitely not a scam. That's bullshit. I think that's just people scared and, and falling into, you know, uh, you know, being negative about, and, I, and with all reason, I understand people are apprehensive about getting scammed. Um, I understand that, but coaching is uh, a cheat code, man. I mean, so you said that in the thing and I agree, you know, I say that same thing. It's an absolutely, a, it's a way to mitigate a lot of costly learning ahead of time, you know, picking up these, whether it's just fundamentals that you learn from a coach. I mean, that's, that's one, I think maybe primarily when you work with a coach, you get fundamentals drilled into you that, you know, that will, over time be the most valuable thing that you could possibly learn. And you're skipping the line with that. Like those fundamentals on your own are going to take you, you know, who knows how long, depending on your learning curve and how much time and energy you spend into like trying to research things on your own and do your own diligence, you know, up to a year, two years, just to learn some basic pieces of knowledge, you know, that otherwise you could just, you know, gleam off of a coach and they could just put you right, right out the gate. So you start, you know, it's like, it's like, if you can, if you know how to throw a jab in boxing, that's like your foundation for, 
for everything. It's your setup for everything. That's how you keep distance. That's how you're able to feel out what's going, you know, your opponent, you know, if you don't know how to throw a jab, you don't have shit. And if you, if you don't have a coach, you're not going to learn how to throw the jab. So, you know, a correct, jab. You, think, you know, anybody who doesn't know anything about boxing, if they step into, you know, a ring and they think this is what a jab is, just putting your arm out in front of you. It's like, there's, there, there's so much to just the fundamentals of a snappy jab, you know, and that's what a coach is going to give you in any business that you're in. It's going to give you those, those fundamentals. And then not only just fundamentals, they will, if they're a good coach, they can help tweak your already knowledge that you have or speak to you in a way that helps develop your style and helps you look at things that you already maybe have as the talent or an ability and, and expound upon that. And then also help you raise up your weaknesses. Like, it, you know, it's to get you to a level that you're performing at least yeah, so at, a, at an average pace, maybe not exceptional, but you're on an average, you know, like building those, 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 your, your, finding your blind spots, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and helping you kind of shine some light on those. And that's, that's uh, the coach is, I mean, invaluable, man. Like to me, it doesn't, I, I would pay for coaching. I would do it over and over again, no matter what space I was in, you know, and I, you would ask me that five years ago, I, I would have said the same thing that a lot of people say like, Oh, it's probably just a scam. These guys are making more money off of this than they are off of what they're doing. And, and even if that's the case, if they're telling you the thing that they, that, that's truth and it's going to help you grow your business, who, who cares? Like, that's gonna. That's 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 the cost of, of learning. And that's um, the issue that I'm going through now. Not to cut you off, but um, I don't no show worries. any of my earnings on Amazon. I just don't like. I mean, before I got on Amazon, I would never just post my my de- deposit from from my. No, not even bars. Like I don't like. To me, that's like me going to you asking you how much um how much money do you make from your cleaning cleaning business. That's, that's right. like none of none of my business. You can see the information that I'm putting out, and even and even if let's say for some magic reason I was fake and I didn't even sell on Amazon, the information that I'm still putting out is helping people, and I have proof that it's helping them get started right. and to do all that too. So, I mean, some people just like to see the orange the orange bars and see oh well this person is doing that yeah. which that which that doesn't even tell the whole truth anyway because if i'm selling a hundred thousand a month and i only got five percent profit that doesn't really help no nobody nobody either so right right and i know there are there's people out there that, that, that flex in the space that are probably doing that they're, they're kind of juicing up their numbers in that way i don't know you know i think maybe it's a generational thing there and it's not to speak on in a negative light at all or criticize the younger generations but there's like part of the younger generation thing too is like people new in the space like it's the flex like that draws people in i mean it's the you know and that's what a lot of co- i mean a lot of big coaches in other spaces you know and it's sort of died down a bit but i don't know if you remember you know you remember the the ty lopez's and the kevin davis it's yeah. like the videos with the lambo and the mansion and everyone yeah. talks about that yeah. you know it's like and that was their sell. That was you know their selling point to, to to really grab people in. And I think in Amazon too, people are looking for the you know show me your your seven figure bank statement. And it's like yeah. yeah, no, I don't think that's necessary. And I don't and I definitely I'm a little bit more private in my own my own thing as well. Um, you know, I just was raised that way. You don't you don't tell people you know where you're at with that. You know, it, I heard that. I don't know who's gonna find out. You know. I heard the theory about that it was maybe some of the coaches that brought it in from other places and then their students started to do it and then kind of catched on. But that, but the right. age different or the generation different difference, I think that's a very good thing. I always like to say I'm 37. I got 20 years of me meeting different people. I got kids. I got a baby mama. I got different things yeah. that I don't want everybody knowing exactly what I have. 
not that exactly. I'm trying to hide anything, but I just don't. I'm I've been that type of private person that I don't need people knowing because even if I posted, I made fifty thousand or I sold fifty thousand on Amazon this um this month. When my auntie Sally looks at that, or my cousin Dimitri looks at that, they don't know that that sells. And then I have products that I got to buy back and all that. They just see fifty thousand, and now they're telling me, "Yeah, my roof is caving in." Or my yeah. <laughs> can I get a I can I get I a little loan? Yeah, exactly. I don't need none yeah. of that, so I just keep it keep it private. My students know what I do, but just to put it on the inst- like on Instagram, I just can't do that. No, I feel you. That's 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 facts, and, and the same thing. Like even the people that like some of the stuff I posted, some of my detailed family members is funny. Like, you know, like for instance, my pops is like, Oh, you must be doing like, you know, he's just assuming that I must be making all sorts of crazy money right now, mm-hmm. just from like what he's been seeing. And, and I had to just be like, I'm like, no, we're just growing this man. It's in the beginning. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't have numbers to show you like that. Like, you know, not yet. And uh, you know, but it's just like what he sees of other people in the space that are more popular he assumes like, oh, that's just how fast that happens. And and now not that my folks are hitting me up for any extra capital, but but like, yeah, I just I just don't need that out there. I don't, I don't need that flex, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm if privacy is, is important to me, like, you know, a couple of guys that I talk to in the space are remaining completely anonymous. Like they don't, you know, they use on Discord, they're using uh, their avatar as a, you know, a picture from a movie or whatever. They don't want anyone, and they're running like big stuff. Um, yeah. And, and but they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't even, they won't even say what city they live in, like that kind of thing, you know, I'm like, like, oh, I'm, I'm here and this is where I'm at, but, you know, I'm in this state. I'm like, what's it, where are you at? Uh, that doesn't matter. I like to really, really you know, actually funny, it was a cat from uh, Arbitrage Ops, you know, was saying like, you know, I don't even talk about that stuff. And uh, it makes sense to me, um, you know, but hey, a day each their own. You want to, you want to flex, that's cool too, like, you know. And if you're trying to sell your program by doing that, that's cool too. Like I, I again, I say everybody's got their own lane, and, and that's cool with me. But yeah, yeah we I can like talk forever people. about the coaches and all that. I, I pride yeah. myself on being a good, uh, on being a good coach. But I've talked to a couple of students that work with other coaches, and they were the big Amazon sellers doing this and doing seven figure months and all this stuff. But they mm-hmm. can't even get on the call with the with the student and all that. But the right. last question I want to ask you is that when we first started this, you talked about how your father bought a course to sell books on Amazon, but he never got around to doing it because he kind of got paralysis of analysis, this and that and all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. So now that you're becoming a successful Amazon seller, has he reopened that course and was like, let me check out these books or anything like that? Yeah. So he has, uh, he, he's more interested now. I think, so he's, he's sort of off the books thing and he's looking at the other stuff that I'm doing. I mean, I told him, I'm like, look, books are an easy, uh, uh books are a gateway drug to <laughs> FBA. I like that. Started. I'm going to take that. Cause that's how I feel. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take that. Yeah. That's uh. so, so he's interested, but he, you know, again, he's 73 years old. He's like, I don't want to be carting books everywhere, driving all around, cherry picking, but I'm like, well, that's what you wanted to do to start. So what do you want to do now? I'm like, I can show you a way I can teach you like the basics of what I know and help you out. So, but he's interested in the space. But I don't know, you know, like, to be honest, my, uh, is he too old? I don't mean to be like me. No, it's not that he's too old. I think this is the difference between my pops and I is I don't think he has the entrepreneurial drive, uh, to, to really see things through. I mean, like I said, he got, he he got to the gate, he squeezed the trigger on a coaching and then he didn't take action. He didn't take the, the first step. And that, and that's, and some people just don't have it. I, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I don't want to, it's not to be speaking ill about him, but it's just, 
Um, and, uh, really, you know, I don't know if he has it because he's already talking to me. Like he, he was all about it a couple of weeks ago. We were talking. I'm like, I'll help you out. Let's get together. I kind of ran over some stuff on my my computer. I brought my laptop out with him. We met up. I was showing him. I sourced some products real quick. I had some luck actually. I was like, jump right on. Immediately, like, found some winning products. I was like, see, it's it can be that easy. It's not always that easy. But this is, you know, this is also because I have some experience doing this. You know, and he and he was like, wow, okay. And then the next thing you know, he's talking about Chat GPT and how to make money selling stuff with Chat GPT. And you know, he's he's spread out. And I'm trying to tell him, man, like, you know, you got to pick a thing. And you know, but yeah, he's it, it, maybe I don't want to say he's too old, but it. There is definitely a being set in your ways when you're 73, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, his yeah. son, his, my son's trying to put him on and he's like, okay, uh, well, I could also do this. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not showing you that. I'm showing you this. Like, right. if you want to do something that I know about, this is what it is. So, but we'll see, you know, again, he, he is getting up there. And, I wanted uh, to, you know. I wanted to ask you the last question I wanted to ask you kind of ties it directly into what we were just talking about. Do you think hmm. any person can become an Amazon seller and become successful. And let's just use a low bar of success, making $5,000 profit. Like, cause most people don't make that much in their job. So do you think that's possible or do you need a special talent or a skill? I think it is possible. I mean, that's, you know, anyone that's tough. I mean, there's a wide range of people out there, but the average person, you know, the average individual, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, we say in, in context, if there's, you know, if you got drug problems, irresponsibility problems, you don't know how to like, you know, manage your own life, then I would say then you should probably figure that out first before getting into any sort of business. You know, what I mean? but at least how to like take, you know, how to have self-control and manage your own life, then then you could possibly make that. But anyone else, if you're starting out just like baseline, uh, and you're, you know, you got okay head on your shoulders and absolutely absolutely you can make five thousand dollars a month in profit at this. I'm I'm certain of that. It doesn't it's not rocket science. It's following basic principles and steps and, and, and then and just learning, like I said earlier, the fundamentals and to get you going and then just compounding on that, you know, adding to that, building that up. I think it can be for just about anyone, just about anyone. Again, like I said, there's, of course, there's, there's some anomalies out there and there's people that are in we're different places in, in their lives. And, you know, that may so people with mental health issues and stuff like that, that, you know, would struggle just getting out of bed. You know, and that's and maybe that's something you should work on first before you start a business, obviously. But but, you know, if you're ready, if you're thinking about it and you know that, you know, you're capable, you're a working, able bodied individual, then absolutely. Nice. Absolutely nice. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. This was a great episode. This will be one of my longest episodes, just so you know. Oh, man, we've, I know I talk it a lot, man. I'm sorry. About no, it's that, great. You. It's great. It's great content. And bro, if like I didn't like talking to you, like you can check some of my old podcasts. They're like 22 minutes long. And I'm like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and then I get out of there. I actually enjoy talking to you. That's why it went so long. So I appreciate you coming on. Where can sure, the people man, follow too. your journey into becoming a, do you want to be a seven figure seller? Is is that like the oh absolutely okay so then absolutely. where can people follow I want mean, to say my ambitions are eight, eight figures, figure so. eight figure hey, yeah I'm, I want to get right up there, there with you. yeah I want to get there so you can find me on on Instagram at Krubes Flips uh, Twitter at Krubes Flips uh, Discord Krubes Flips I'm on, you know I'm on those and then you know I'm trying to I'm starting to focus a little bit more on networking with people and getting out there so yeah just feel free if you want to hit me up drop me a DM and I'm there so nice it was great to have you on. 
I really hope you guys enjoyed episode 28 of the Amazon Hustle podcast. If you did, please do me a favor. And if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and click that bell so you can be notified when new episodes come out. And if you're listening to the Amazon Hustle podcast on your favorite podcast platform, do me a favor and rate this episode five stars. It really helps out a lot. I've been getting a lot of new messages on Instagram from people who don't know me from YouTube or don't even know me from Instagram. They actually know me from the podcast. So what we're doing is something that's really special. I really believe in this podcast. And you guys are letting me know that you really enjoy the podcast. So just do me a favor, share it on your social so that we can spread the word a little bit more and help some more Amazon sellers scale their business to become full-time Amazon sellers. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.